Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. We got a super dope show lined up for y'all today, man. We are going to be talking a little bit of college lacrosse, yeah. a little bit of technology, a little bit of sports parenting, and some psychology in between <laughs> all of that. With today's honored guest, please help me welcome men's head lacrosse coach at Coppin State University. Ryan Pratchett Bay, man. What's up, know. Coach? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing today, I'm man? Well, I'm happy to be here. Hey, man, Coach Bay, first of all, at Trip Talk Tech, we love to show love to the, the game changers, yeah. the, the people that disrupt, the, yeah. the, that disrupt just the fabric of, of, of our communities, but in a good way. Right. And, and for that, um, we like to salute you, first mm -hmm. of all. Number Thank one, you. first of all, from being from my area growing hey. up, Evanston Village, you know. <laughs> you, you know. And and again, the biggest thing about that, not that it's bad there, but again, to show the positivity back to the, again, the same hood that we come from, for them kids to, to realize, again, you don't have to be what they say you are. Absolutely. So definitely salute you on that. Salute you with your work with the Baltimore Terps Lacrosse Program. Yeah. Um, again, that's based on the children and mm -hmm. again, really having a big part building the culture of Baltimore lacrosse. Yeah. Um, I know you have a big hand in that. And then where we at right now? Uh, State. Coppin State University. You know uh, bringing lacrosse back to the H HBCU. You know, I'm sure it wasn't easy. I know we'll get down that path, but um, just taking that strap, man. Taking that, that first step to say, hey, I'll take that responsibility yeah. on. Again, I'm sure kids down the line, I, I know years from now, we'll mm -hmm. be sitting here talking about the legend of you. <laughs> right. And, you uh, know, and, 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 and again, like they don't know who this guy was, right. but hopefully they can, they can tune in and check you out a little yeah. bit. But I'll for that, <laughs> I say salute, man. And, and thank you, brother. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And when I called you, man, I, I, I really, um, Again, I saw what you were doing in the community, and, and I, I think also being a, a parent, right? And um, I, I saw the good, bad, and ugly of just college ball, college recruiting. My son played basketball. And um, on that journey to that illustrious scholarship, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and um, when I go back and I reflect back on those times, I really go back and I know it's things as a parent. I could have yeah. did a little bit better. Number one, just from the parent side, and, yeah. and again, hey, you know, I know my son is going for a scholarship, and I know yours is, you know, but it's it's competition on that mm -hmm. playing field. But you know, when it's all love, when we get off, obviously, I could have probably did a little better with that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then also, though, um, just making the game enjoyable for my kid. Again, I know he had a goal. Yeah. And obviously, it takes hard work to get to that goal, and it's not easy. But I, I think it could have been some rooms of improvement where, mm. again, we, we could have had a little better relationship at it and he could have enjoyed the sport a little bit more, you know, as he got better at it. Yeah. And um, so I, I think, you know, again, this is why I call you in, get a coach's perspective from yeah. it. Again, just to give the parents and the athletes, you know, a 360 view of this and, and hopefully help them. Yeah, at, absolutely. At, at the end of the day. So let's jump right in, coach. First season <laughs> right. as Coppin State Lacrosse. Head coach, yeah. you know, that is in the books. And, and, and when you reflect back on this season, was it everything you imagined it would be, coach? It was it was bigger than what I imagined. Okay, it was bigger. bigger than what I imagined. I mean, I would say in the way that from day one, the first day that I issued equipment, because we didn't have a lot of time before our first game. You know, we had like three days before our first game. Um, and day one, when I issued equipment, I told those guys my story who I was and what I wanted to do to help them. And they told me they trust me. Wow. 
And that moment, you know, that moment, that first day when they said, man, we trust you. They said, we can tell you care about us. Um, we happy to have you as our coach. Wow. And that was like, I was like, man. And going from the youth level, and now I'm coaching young men, adults that are able to communicate and say whether they like you or not, that meant a lot for them to look at me day one and say, we got you. They gave you the rings. That was huh? it. They gave it to you. They gave it to you. <laughs> Hey, but not only is this like your first season coaching, yeah. but I, I know even with the football team here at Cap, and I know they went through a lot with the pandemic, mm -hmm. and then you got, you know, new players, new team. Right. The list goes on, right? How do you as a coach go about managing that type of stuff, mental health-wise? Yeah. Right? You know, I, I know we talk about that a lot. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh -huh. But just how do you go about handling that load for yourself, one, and yeah. then maybe the team? Because, again, it's, it's, it's been pretty right. fast-paced for them yeah. as well. Well, I would say I am not – of coaches that I'm up against, when it comes to whole experience in this game, I'm not the coach with the most experience in that. But in life, I have tons of experience. You, you know go. what I mean? Uh, so just I took elements of my skill set. So I've been a, a vocalist, performing artist my entire life from the age of 17. And still currently, you know, I'm much older than 17. Now we're talking <laughs> 20 years later. Um, I did retail management. I did customer exper experience management. I did customer retention. I did, you know, corporate retail work. And what that did was taught me the skills of organization. Mm -hmm. But as a salesman, which is really a, something that's just inside of me, mm -hmm. it, it gives me a psychological uh, kind of insight on to, to read people and not mm -hmm. to sell them something, but to see the best way I can service them. So what I did is I took those skills and I would sit back and I would just spend nights just thinking and be like, man, how can I manage these guys? I didn't have an assistant coach, you know. My wife showed up, and that was my backup. That was the, the team manager, you know what I mean? My son, he would come out. My family would be on that sideline. Mm -hmm. And um, basically what I would do, and I'm a theater major, you know, okay. at Coppin. I'll be graduating this year. And, and I take elements of all the things I learned, whatever it is. So on the spirituality side, there's a book by the Dalai Lama called The Middle Way. And this book changed my life, and I, I hope I can stay on topic. You know, I don't want to. No, off we go. Long. You go. Yeah. It's so, you, coach. in this book, the middle way, uh, what it discusses is how we can alleviate suffering in our life, and what it really ex explains is that if we use logical thinking and rational thought, we can understand that suffering really doesn't exist. They're just things that happen and we have to react and then overcome those circumstances. And when we learn from it, how do we move forward? So anytime that it was stressful, I would take 10 minutes and I would just sit. I would just sit, go in the basement, just sit by myself and say, all right, Ryan, what you about to do? And, and I would look at it from that way. So then, I, you know, I'm a tech guy. So I get upstairs, I make a spreadsheet. I put all my players' names. Nobody did that for me. I didn't have anybody to introduce me to that concept. But the way that the Terps, my youth team, is run so well and, and organized so well, shout out to Coach K, is it, I know what the standards are. So seeing that dialogue, seeing that, that text, seeing it on paper, seeing it on that screen condenses it and make it much, it makes it much easier to manage. Gotcha. And, you know, like I said, I took my skill sets from those other things and it helped me say, okay, well, you can't, uh, time is extremely valuable. Yes. You can't buy more and you can't get it back once it's gone. Mm -hmm. So the time that I have, I have to preserve. So if I only spend five minutes dissecting my roster, uh, typing in the group chat, hey, send a one if you're coming to practice tomorrow. And that I, for in coaching, that's not what they're used to. They're used to 
you know, be do this, here on do this. this time, you do need that. to be here that day. I kept it very organic, free flowing, and what it did was it allowed the players to relate to me. And them being able to relate to me alleviated so much extra stress because they saw me as a human being and not as their coach. Hmm. So once I told them, hey, I now coach lacrosse seven days a week and uh, six, five to six of those days are free. It's just free time that I'm given to you to really facilitate this. And they would say, coach, take the day off. I would send them a practice plan. I drive by, they would be following the practice plan. That's unorthodox. Nobody's doing that. Did I always trust them? No. But what it did is we created a synergy. A trust we created a system. Mm -hmm. From that first day they told me that they trust me, I said, all right, I will impart all the knowledge that I've gained with you and we can find something that works together. Wow. Because this is intramural, it's club. At the end of the day, they have options. And I tell them, uh, you are men, I can't make you do anything. I would just suggest that you make the most of your time. So if your knee hurts, you can play wall ball and get better at throwing the ball. And catching. And so I take that same type of thinking and I layer it over the administrative part of managing the game. So you got to break it down in the increments and the small pieces. Small pieces. Yeah, and it adds up to a major thing. Okay, I like it. I like yeah. it. I like it. Now, look, studies show most mm -hmm. student athletes, they won't go in and ask for help because of the stigma around mental mm -hmm. health, you know, or attached to going seeing a shrink or a therapist. Yeah. You know, number one, how do you feel? And again, I know this is your first year, so yeah. I'm not trying to drill you, but how do you feel? And, and I, I hear with your book, so I know you even mentally yeah. aware, but how do you feel the culture here is around the mental health and wellness for athletes? Man, here in Coppin? Yeah. Uh, well, I would say Coppin is, is doing their best to have a great balance. Uh, the communications at Coppin, emails that they send out, they're constantly talking about wellness, how to de-stress. I mean, you can go right over to the health clinic across the street, you can get a massage. Oh, you can cool, talk to someone cool. off the record. So they create a space to invite people to do that. And I guess to add to what you're asking, you know, are we going to take advantage of it? Mm -hmm. um, as a coach and also as a student, well, we'll be graduating, um, I relate to them. So I can ask what's going on, gotcha. you know, what's happening, and they'll give me a real answer. Coach, I just, I don't know, I'm tired of my class. What class is it? Oh yeah, that class got me too. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I could give them um, so, something real to connect to. So I would say the university as a whole tries its best to oper offer opportunities. They even would say, hey coach, if you don't get them off the field by 8.30, they're not gonna get dinner. But me knowing that, I would reach out to my resources and we would get gourmet pizza delivered, three, $400 worth of pizza that people are donating wow. for wellness because they can't get to the cafeteria or the cafe or whatever they're calling it for their dinner. So a guy is going to show up and I mean, uh, this place called Underground Pizza, I'm not trying to name drop, nah, best give pizza, them a shout out. Give best them a shout pizza out. period in Baltimore, I mean in the world. So th this place, my good friend would show up and he would say, hey, I got something for these guys and he would just give us what we need wow. and they would say man nobody's ever treated us like that so just in that I'm like how can I give you a top level experience how can I be the new Deion Sanders there you, you go. know because I relate to you so the there university even for me has given the opportunity for me to sit one-on-one -on -one with my professors and de-stress and decompress and not feel judged because they just see us as versions of themselves so gotcha. it's a very organic environment here when it comes to wellness oh that's dope that's dope yeah being a head coach, I know you probably hear all the time, mm -hmm. right? An athlete, 
I was the man in high school. Right. I was killing. Yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, club, I, I, I scored 80. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I scored 80 goals in one game. Yeah. But when they step on campus, mm-hmm. it's tons of the same type of profile kid on the, on your, your rosters, right? How, like, you know, and again, that kid, that sophomore, that freshman, he might come in with that mentality and don't even play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, again, help them deal with that transition right. or the lack of transition, yeah. you know, and, and, and to keep them focused, to keep them going? And then, uh, well, I tell them, again, make the best use of your time. That's a thing for us. Um, mm-hmm. But I also tell them that we all have a job to do. And the job that you believe you are meant to do might not be what we need from you. Um, I also tell them, I'm not saying that, this, this is a real phrase I say to them, I'm not saying that you don't know, I'm saying that I know different. You're not watching from the perspective that I'm watching from. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, they step back and they say, all right, coach, what do you have for me? And then, now we're back to the trust thing. Where I say, all right, well, this is what I have for you. I see that thing that you really like to do. So let's say, you know, you got a guy that's just, let's say it was basketball. And he's just working on handling the ball and he's been practicing in the off season. And he think he's got this new move that nobody's ever seen before. And it keeps failing him. Mm-hmm. And he keeps exposing us in the game. He's forcing turnovers. We're losing the fast break because this guy will not stop trying to dribble through eight guys. You know, it's mm-hmm. not eight guys on the court, nah, but just, just saying. Um, first, I'll tell him that's not it. <laughs> it's plain as day from the side. Hey, sir, that's not it. And then when he comes over, I'll ask him, why are you doing that? And he'll tell me, I'll say, do you see all those guys you try to run through? Yeah, well, five guys are playing you, there are four guys open. True and that. I just, it's very practical. And then they say, coach, you got me. No, you, you got, got you. You. <laughs> you got you. So I, got I, I tell him, you have a job to do, identify it, and do the hell out of that one job. And now mm. we can build on that thing you want to do. But yeah. it's got to start with the team. It's got to be us. It's got to be us. Us first. Us yeah, first. it's got to. In lacrosse, that's a term. Whenever we face off, that's how we start the quarters. That's how we start the possessions. Where the two people line up against each other and they try and trap the ball and fight for it. For the culture I come from, we always say it's got to be us. That means it's we our ball. We got to get it. And the we is the key to that. <laughs> you know? Got so. you. Got you. Now, Coach, I know you get asked this all the time. Yeah. My baby play lacrosse. Do you think he got what it takes to get to the next level? Oh, man. <laughs> and as a head coach at the next level, yeah. how do you answer that question? You know, what, what, what are some characteristics that are, quote, unquote, next level? Uh, well, I would say in the game of lacrosse. Lacrosse, yeah. In the game of lacrosse, lacrosse, characteristics that are at next level are definitely going to be uh, ambition. The, de- the desire to grow in the game. Because you can have a player that has been playing, let's say, let's just pretend most players in Baltimore start in high school. Okay. So they start in the ninth grade, and if they're gonna play in college, if they're fortunate to come to Coppin State University and play, yeah, they, um, they will come here and they will only have that four years of experience. And in that four years, they may have only played with their right hand. And every time you challenge them to use their left, they say, I can't. And so having the ambition to come and spend 10 minutes on the wall and just try their left hand, that is really what made the hustle play, being the guy that is moving off ball, just like in another sport, mm-hmm. clearing, opening up the offense. so Setting picks. Setting yeah. picks. Being the guy that doesn't have to touch the ball and understanding that you have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if you are aware enough to end up in the right place, your moment's going to come. Now, with that being said, 
when your number is called, have you done all the work? Did you have enough ambition to, to have the knowledge that to do the right thing at the mm -hmm. right time? So in lacrosse, it's definitely ambition. It's the willingness to work on this when you're not playing. Lacrosse is special in the way that all you need is a wall, the ball, and the stick, and you can develop all your skills. So if a, if a player, I don't like to say kids because that's what they call goats, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and not yeah. like goats like the title, but goats like bad. <laughs> so um, kids or, or athletes, if they are willing to spend 10 minutes on, on wall ball, just throwing the wall every day, they could make the equivalent of passes and catches that they would make in a full season. If they just play wall ball maybe twice a week for 10, how would oh, that- Oh, you lacrosse players, he just gave yeah, you a gym. How, how would that advance you? Or you can watch a basketball drill with some cones and practice the same footwork, the same footwork you practice in football. It's nothing to do a YouTube search for 10 minutes and find three drills that will increase uh, catching, passing, scooping, and then maybe your footwork. And those right. things are vital. And then listening to your coach. Yeah, Definitely you got, listen. Gotta to listen, coach. huh? Yeah. Cause and I gotta get grades. Gotta get Yeah, oh man, yeah, absolutely. Look, this is a thinking person's game. Yeah. This is a game where you can be free. I believe lacrosse, especially the, we play Olympic style lacrosse, six on six. I believe it's one of the best places to show your personality because it's an entire field for you to just strut and do your thing on it. But if you are not a thinking person and not being aware, and that happens in academia, it happens in the classroom, but it happens in pursuing knowledge. And that's the key to it. So even if you don't get good grades, you should be pursuing you should knowledge. Find something yeah, you gotta find it. You gotta seek it out. Cool. Let's let's switch it up and talk technology a little bit. And yeah. I know that should help you with recruiting yeah. and scouting mm -hmm. and things like that. Is it any particular softwares you use for that or is it any, you know, Huh. place that you go for recruiting that's a little better than others man well, we don't give that secret out yeah no, either well, i'm not gonna tell them i'm not gonna tell them well first i would use the most ancient form of technology and that's word of mouth that's the community so i do my best to stay a part of that a mm -hmm. because i coach youth players but i know coaches at every level to coach every type of player so i always got to use this piece of technology first mm -hmm. uh then second i use Again, my skill set, I use my abilities in graphic design. I use uh, Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator. I create all the flyers, all the artwork that has advertised this lacrosse program for the duration of the season. When I leave here, that's what I go home and do between doing homework. So social media, yeah. just, just having a, some understanding of how social media work has gotten to a gotten to a point where I can be on the sideline coaching a game, it'll be halftime, and a player I never met will walk up to me, hello sir, I will be attending Coppin State University next year, and you know, as being from Baltimore, someone telling you to come in the Coffin to play lacrosse yeah. is amazing, but I understand that uh, creating reels will, on Instagram will get me uh, an enormous reach, that we can post a reel today and reach over a thousand accounts. We can reach 14,000 accounts in a week. And, and what it will do, you know, algorithms and all that will line us up with people that have the same interests. And that is the way I just bring the culture with that aspect of technology. That's dope, that's yeah. dope. Man, look, I, I, I seen that you had your son out. Yeah. Definitely, uh, that's definitely dope to keep your son Absolutely. around and, and keep him connected. Um, I did the same. Um, but as a sports parent, right, you're a coach, yeah. you're a program director, yeah. you're a college coach. Yeah. 
You think you're hard on your son? Or how do you think that is when it comes to his sports play? <laughs> uh, I think I'm not hard enough on my son. Okay. I think right, I'm not. Right, I, uh, right. Again, I'm real, I'm really organic. I'm really free-flowing. I give him, I give him, let him make decisions. When he got interested in basketball, mm -hmm. it was during lacrosse season. Mm -hmm. And what I did is I gave him two drills. I gave him one basketball drill to work on his handles, and I gave him one, one lacrosse drill to work on his stick work. Okay. Because I knew the two things would line up. And I said, I only need you to spend five minutes on each of these. He did it for about a week, and after that week, he fell off. I mentioned it, and then the next week, he would only do the basketball drill and not do the lacrosse drill because he was falling in love with uh, basketball. And then one day, so maybe we're about three weeks into this process, and he comes in the house, and I said, you didn't do any of your drills today, did you? He says, no, I didn't. And I said, hey, you got an option, man. I can be the type of parent that sees the greatness in you and forces it on you. I can pull you out of playing with your friends. I can pull up on you in the street and embarrass you and say, hey, we're about to go play wall ball for 10 minutes and they're not even gonna know what you're talking about. Or they're gonna believe you don't have a life because all you do is play lacrosse. Or you can capitalize on the greatness yourself. And I don't have to follow you around and ask you if you spent five minutes of your 24 hours dribbling a basketball or playing wall ball. And because we have that type of relationship, my son knows it's organic. Sir, you have the ability to make decisions and there are consequences to your decisions. But if you go too far, as a coach, I'm gonna pull you back. And as your dad, I'm gonna snatch you back. I snatch him back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I ain't mad at you for that. Yeah. Has he, uh, and I seen him out here working earlier, mm -hmm. has he expressed any interest of playing at the next level, any sport? Yeah, uh, well, he absolutely loves the game of lacrosse. Uh, he's been fortunate enough that in our journey together, he's been playing lacrosse since he was four. By the time he was eight, he had already been practicing with college players and high school players. He's 10 now, and when he shows up to those clinics, he jumps right in the drills as if he's one of them. He likes that aspect of competition. I would say when we talk about this college game, mm -hmm. uh, now in his leisure, instead of cutting on cartoons, he watches college lacrosse. And he got to stand on that sideline with me. He rode the bus with me. He got to see firsthand. You know, we went to Lacrosse Hall of Fame, U.S. Lacrosse. We walked through those halls, and he felt like he was at home. I would be surprised if he chose not to pursue, <laughs> pursue this. But he gets in these practices. He coaches. He pulls them to the sideline. He says, hey, guys, you're not playing defense, you know? So, so he, he actually talks more about being a coach than being an athlete. Okay. So, you know, he's got something Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> When it's all said and done, coach, yeah. what impact do you want to have on a game of lacrosse? When it's all said and done, I want to show that the game of lacrosse, as much as it needs diversity, it also needs internal diversity. That all ambassadors cannot look the same and all speak the same way. We all need to be able to relate. Like you said, we're from Emerson Village. Mm -hmm. And you could get a coach that has no idea what a player is going through. and He might not ever be able to pull that player back. When we strip the game away, I can talk to him about life. I can tell him how my parents used to get high, how my mom died in my arms when I was 12, how my dad died when I was 20, and how I've been figuring this thing out Six. and raising young men and women and teaching them this game because this game is a gift from God, literally. The Definitely. way it's designed. Um, coach Lloyd Carter, former coach for Hampton State University, Morgantown Bears, he told me this is the creator's game and he wants his people in it. And I believe that God gives us the ability to express ourselves in this game. And as long as we're true to that, it will continue to reward us. And that is my goal, to feed the community, to get them under the shade of this tree. 
that we have. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Look, same question with a little twist. Mm-hmm. When you hang up the sticks, mm-hmm. what impact do you want to leave on the players that you've coached? The value of time. I want them to understand that time is so valuable because, you know, we are often told that life is too short. Life is very long. If you counted, you, you cannot count all the breaths you've taken or all sure. the times you've blinked or all the time, the breaths you've taken in your sleep. That's right. So when we shrink life to be, to say, you know, this happened this way, this happened too early, we have access to tons of life and we need to make the most of it. That's the impact I want to leave on them. And that this game is a global game, that is a global family, a global community. If you see somebody with a lacrosse stick and you walk over with one, they're going to throw you the ball. And that's life. Just, it's your, net, your net work is your net worth. <laughs> you know is, what I mean? That so. is, that is. Hey, Coach, you're a man of many talents. Like yeah. you said, you, you, you're actually about to graduate from here. Yes, sir. Theater. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> I know you're an artist. You mm-hmm. sing, you rap. You, you do it all, right? Yeah. What pushes you to persevere? And not just persevere, because honestly, bro, you succeeded mm-hmm. in all, a lot of those arenas. Thank you. Yeah. Like, where does that push come from? What pushes you? I mean, it even sounds like with this copping thing, yeah. right? You got the, the the family on grind time. That's what yeah, I hear. Yeah. I, I just hear right. the grind. Everybody yeah. got in and just got all hands dirty with you. Yeah. What pushes you to that? Um, having an understanding of legacy is what pushes me. Uh, my grandfather I never met was a manager at the Royal Theater on Pennsylvania Avenue. That okay. doesn't exist anymore, but I know that means something to my family. My sister was once the biggest female drug dealer in West Baltimore, and now she owns a healthcare agency that's earned, that is top 100 in black enterprise, as fastest growing black businesses. My grandmother was food service manager for the city of Baltimore. I know that I have a job to do, and it's something I've been called to do, and I recognize that. Um, my aunt got her, she was the first person to get a degree, she got it from Coppin. And me finding my way here is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that I'm a student and a coach at the same time. So when I see the signs, I don't ignore them. And I trust that I got to protect the legacy of my family. We got something to do. And my name needs to be etched next to all other important people. I definitely feel you on the legacy. I'm coming from the same spot. Yeah. Again, you know, that name will just keep living. Yeah. Keep living. And like you said, and hopefully you left enough legacy Mm -hmm. with like you now, your your son will pick that legacy yeah, right totally, up and, totally. and, and, and lay some more tracks. Yeah, right? and, and just real quick, the game. No, I can I can say through this game, it's my experience. If you could trace this thing like a family tree in lacrosse, just lacrosse specifically, mm-hmm. you could take this coach and this coach coach this player, and this player over here has also been coached by this coach. And if you follow that family tree, you follow it that break. Started from one you, it started from one legacy, and. and <laughs> Knowing that is something that it's like, man, I got to keep watering that. I have to keep adding my my part to that. Man, Coach, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to mm-hmm. you. I listen to you, right? And, and I'm like you. I'm very observant. Yeah. You know, where we come from, we got to be. You, you hear, better be you, on board. Yeah, right. you better, you better know phone. what's coming around right. that corner. But what I hear, even just inflection, right? Yeah. What I hear from you is passion. Yeah. I mean, just a deep passion for lacrosse. Right. How does lacrosse fit into your life's purpose? Man, uh, so I, I was on dialysis, right, for six years. When I was 24, I was diagnosed with kidney failure. 
Um, I did dialysis for six years. I got a kidney transplant. And one day I walked outside. This was after my transplant, probably in the first month. And I was just taking a walk, trying to get my wellness thing together. And the wind blew. And when that wind hit my face, I just started crying. You know, I just, it sounds crazy. You know, it might sound crazy to some, but I just broke into, it just erupted into tears. And every time I hit the field, all those same elements that affected me that day are out there. You know, we got to be grateful for what we have, the basic stuff, the grass beneath our, beneath our feet, the sun on our back, the sky above us. It's no other place that you get this kind of atmosphere. Football has this crazy, fiery, tribal energy to it sometimes, and it can be overwhelming. It's hard to manage. Hard but, to come down. Yeah, also. hard. To, definitely. When you get home, you got to decompress. You yeah, can't yeah. talk to anybody. If you're a coach, jacked. yeah, if you're a coach. We can't even talk the same day of the game if we lost. In this game, it's the same way, but the environment, you can feel it literally feed back into you through, through your feet, through the top. I'm bald. So, you know, when that sun hits me, I feel it. And what I feel is God's grace. I feel God's mercy. I feel like I'm safe. I feel like I am driving a ship that whether I know the destination or not, I'm in good hands. Every time that I touch that field, no matter whether I'm, t I'm coaching Four-year-olds or forty-year-olds, it doesn't matter. It's same the same thing. vibe every time. That's dope. That's no. dope. Two more questions, and we let you go. I'm ready, <laughs> man. What's up next, Captain State Lacrosse? I know yeah. you got some plans. I know that it's a means to an end for this. Yeah. Tell those those possibles, those recruits, mm. those guys yeah. that, that that see you online and say, "Hey, is this the spot for me?" Yeah. What's uh, next? Well, you know, first I say we got to give back. I got to tie that in. I'm asking my guys to come to my youth practices. I'm asking them to come to the youth games. They had the benefit of watching the youth game at one of our league games. League we play in is the NCL, the next collegiate league. And they, they did a youth game where the kids had on Bowie jerseys and they had on Coppin jerseys. And this is the first time they ever saw youth lacrosse. And they was like, man, this is more fun than what we play. <laughs> so they first that understanding. Coppin is in the center of the community in Baltimore. It's a, it's a, a hub of energy and we got we have to contribute to that that's number one so so you got to feed back the people that's feeding you because if we didn't have them we wouldn't have this mm -hmm. um but but then i would say that i'm trying to put together a summer program you know off season where guys can work out we can get some bump we can play against other rec teams i don't care what level of player is at if he's never played but he heard this and it was interesting he needs to come see me because yeah, yeah. i promise in 30 minutes and one hour i can teach him everything he needs to know about the game and then the rest is up to him so that is primary is that i'm willing to work is that i'm willing to have a conversation about what a player wants to do mm -hmm. assign him a job and then help him with that so we got our summer thing that i'm hoping to do we're going to give back to our community and hopefully maybe next season we can start a little earlier with practices. You but, go. you know, tryout, even the word tryouts is scary to me because since I coach youth and we're not, I'm not always coaching club, everybody plays. Place, yeah, so yeah. here where they're saying, hey, you're holding tryouts next season, I'm like, I'm just making up days. Like, yeah, we're old tryouts. Come try out anyway. Just come on out. Come try out. 80% of our players this season had never played the game of lacrosse. Now, I'll flash it across the screen, coach, yeah. but... Tell us how they can get in contact with you if, if they do see it and they want yeah. they want to catch up with you. So you can find uh, us at uh, Coppin State Lax on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, we also Coppin State Lax at Gmail, so you can email us directly. You can find me on Instagram at Only the More O N L Y T H E M O O R. You can message me directly. I'm willing to have a conversation about the game. 
I'll send references. You can come see me. You can come meet me. I'm a real person. Flesh and blood. Yeah, <laughs> He's let's real. talk He's about real. it. Yeah. <laughs> Last question, Coach. We uh-huh. ask all our guests this, man, before mm-hmm. we, they get off of our show. Favorite pair of kicks of all times, man. Man, all times. That's, that's a tough. tough one. See, that's, that's a tough, tough one. We don't oh, just give you an easy one. I would probably say for me, I like the silver Tim Duncans. Okay. Man, all right. That's all right. A, the phones. A, a, the old that's phones. A okay. Shoe. Um, and I have some Wolf Gray Jordan ones that I absolutely love. Wolf Gray Jordan. Wolf Gray I'm gonna have to see these. You like, might got one on. Yeah, I love them. I love them. They're a little beat up now, but it's the way the sneaker fits, the way that it feels on my feet. That Jordan one, just that. Dope. It's an iconic sneaker. There right? you go. There <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go. Hey man. Coach P, I just like to thank you for your time today, yeah. man. I know it was we we got it together real quick Absolutely. in this season and everything, yeah. but you came through. I thank you, man. Hopefully this will help some people. I know it will. Yeah. And just man, just good luck to you, man. Well, I, I'm I'm proud. Uh, just Emerson Village proud, you obviously. Know it. You know and. Uh, Again, man, I, I think this is uh, help yeah. everybody back back in the village. Brother, thank you. Yeah. It's because it's not just the platform. It, you know, the platform is one thing because that's having a place to speak. Mm-hmm. But having the conversation is, yeah. is first, is primary. If we were just in a room, just you and I, this conversation would still be as powerful. Exactly. We just happen to have technology on our side. So I appreciate you. And got to give a shout out to our guy. Mm-hmm. William Wilson, he definitely put That's it out man. there. Well, definitely, two times. Def, def, definitely <laughs> put it out there. Absolutely. Uh, so definitely shout out to you, Will. I appreciate you. I love you, brother. Thanks yeah, a lot. I love you, bro. And uh, hey, it's Trip Talk Tech, y'all. <laughs>